NPR Workforce Studio. You had a stroke, recovered through voc rehab, you're in a new career. What do you want listeners to know most about you? I, I said it a million times before, I'll say it again. You know, just stay the course. VR Workforce Studio, podcasting the sparks that ignite vocational rehabilitation through the inspiring stories of people with disabilities who have gone to work. As well as the professionals who have helped them. A job and a career. You, you got to look at how life-changing this is. And the businesses who have filled their talent pipelines with workers that happen to have disabilities. To help expand registered apprenticeship. These are their stories. Because there's such a great story to tell about people with disabilities. Now here is the host of the VR Workforce Studio, Rick Sizemore. Welcome to episode 87 of the VR Workforce Studio podcast as we celebrate National Disability Employment Awareness Month. Increasing Access and Opportunity. This year's theme from the Federal Department of Labor's Office of Disability Employment Policy. Don't forget to check the link in our show notes for ODEP's free poster and additional resources to help share the important messages of disability employment throughout the month of October. CSAVR's Steve Wooderson and Kathy West-Evans from the National Employment Team join us in the VR briefing room today to talk about exciting events on the horizon as both CSAVR's Fall Conference and the NETS Summit will be virtual this year. Steve talks about how they've harnessed the challenges of the pandemic to fuel innovative ways of bringing conference attendees, an energized and dynamic platform with what will likely be one of the most engaging and valuable conference experiences to date. Of course, the always entertaining and informative Sherry Takamoto standing by with our National Clearinghouse report, but let's get the show started with an amazing story of a former non-destructive metals inspector who now works in manufacturing following a stroke and his amazing journey through vocational rehabilitation along the career pathway. Ben Payne works for Swissimation. is here to share his story. Welcome to the podcast, Ben. Uh, thank you. I'm glad to be here. We're excited to talk to you. Ben, like so many other people uh, who have disabilities, there was a day in your life when you were involved in a career and things were going along and, and suddenly things changed. Can you take us back and tell us about the, the day that your disability came into your life? I'm from Ames, Virginia, but I was living in Owensboro, Kentucky, you know, and doing a NDT, non-destructive testing. So one day I was doing some tests on on some piping. I was uh, just going through my regular business. It all happened so fast. It's like one second I was fine. And then literally it was like, just like something popped in my head and I had the worst headache ever. Wow. This happened to, in July 3rd. 2017. So, I, and because it was July, I, I thought that, you know, maybe I was just dehydrated. So I, I finished uh, finished the shot and then I went and sat in the truck, drank some Powerade, but the headache wouldn't go away. And in fact, it got worse. And uh, after about 20 minutes, Todd, the man I was working with, asked me, do you think I need to go to the hospital? I said, yeah, I think that's a good idea. Uh, they they did like a MRI and uh, you know and and normally it takes them like forty five minutes 
you know, for the for them to be like, all right, the doctor will see you now, and, and blah blah blah. I did the MRI. It was like five minutes later. They're like, oh yeah, you're having a you're you're having a stroke. We, we got to take you to Vanderbilt. Remember a little bit of the ride, but by that time, you know, and I I, I don't remember anything else. I woke up like a day or two later in Vanderbilt, and uh, yeah, the entire right side of my body was like paralyzed. So you're working, you have a career, you have a stroke, and all of a sudden you find that your life circumstance has changed. Uh, Mm -hmm. What brought you to vocational rehabilitation and thinking about a new career? Uh, I went through a lot of like therapy, you know, and I I think the the DARS program and such, they're kind of with me from the beginning you know, I, I mean, I, I didn't have to, like, go out and find them, but they were kind of with me from the beginning. I, I did some, you know, physical rehabilitation. And then when I was done with that, I started speaking to Dars. Uh, my agent was Nicole. Uh, one day, uh, Nicole called to tell me that she had, uh, uh, she knew about this job that they are offering, and she thought that I'd be a really good fit. And so she wanted me to come over, and it turns out that, uh, yeah, it's been a great fit. Ben, you mentioned working with Nicole at the DRS office locally. And so we talked with her about your journey through disability, uh, the career change, and then going to work at Swissimation. Here's what she had to say. Let's take a quick listen. Um, We realized that Ben would be a great fit there, so Ben was able to do a working interview and received some assistive technology support from Paula Martin um, and, you know, was able to do a lot of their entry-level job duties um, at this manufacturing company. And they've been a great partner with us. Um, And Ben has really just, you know, thrived there. I mean, he loves going to work. He enjoys his coworkers. Um, The owners have had nothing but positive things to say. And, He's definitely um, expressed to me a couple times that he really, you know, he's really appreciated the process and, you know, feels really good about being able to go back to work. And he just really engaged um, all of that. And he has a very high drive and motivation um, to be successful. High drive and motivation to be successful. Uh, what was it? What was it like working with Nicole as you tried to figure all this out? Well, she was very informative, dedicated to her job, and intelligent. She was really dedicated to helping me, you know, find a job and get it going. Ben, we've heard what it was like working with Nicole, but we also asked her what it was like working with you. I think when I meet with a client, um, you know, I I tell them in the, in the beginning, you know, if you're willing to show up and work hard, I'm going to be right there showing up and working hard with you. And I think it's really a partnership. So it seems like the two of you uh, really had some uh, major commitments that you both fulfilled to, to get you into this job at Swissimation. Oh, yeah. Well, let's uh, let's fast forward a little bit. You went through this period of exploration and you found the job at Swissimation. Uh, tell us about the job. What are you doing now? I started out almost exclusively. I do what's called a deburring because, you know, Swissimation is like a machine shop, but they make like really small parts for 
hundreds of different things. My job was to take the burrs, which are, you know, just like little little defect. Since then, uh, I've really branched out. Like they, they've had me try some other things that I've been good at, and I'm also uh, doing some called uh, broaching. Uh, I blow out the holes on uh, small plastic pieces because. Uh, there, there, there's sometimes little little bits of plastic are are down in the holes, and and, and so I blow them out, and I, I I do all kinds of stuff now. What do you want people to know most about vocational rehabilitation through DARS and and your experience at Wilson Workforce? I can't, you know. Praise it enough. I had some of the, you know, the best times, you know, since I've had my stroke, I've been, you know, at the Wilson Center. All, all the people, you know, the the workers and such, they care about you and, and they actually, they want you to succeed. And the DARS program is like, you know, they're on it to find you a job. Like, there are even times where I, I was like, eh, well, I mean, I didn't say it to them, or but you know, I kind of said at home it just to mom. It's like, yeah, I'm I'm good just volunteering. I don't know why they're they don't stop until they they find you, you know, a job, and, and then but then when when they found the Swiss animation, you know, this is actually pretty good. Well, Ben, it's National Disability Employment Awareness Month. So I have to ask you what you'd say to an employer or a business owner about hiring someone with a disability. I, I feel like a lot of people with disabilities, like they, they, they just really want to work. Uh, they they want to get, they really want to get back into doing what they're doing uh, before the disability. You know, just give them a, a chance. I never really thought, you know, Everything was ending, but I know some people might and uh, just, you know, go, you get, just stay the course, you know, go, go through vocational rehab, go through, you know, DARS or whatever. It, you know, it, it'll all turn out all right in the end. Ben Payne works in manufacturing for Swissomation. You can find out more about them in our show notes. Ben, thank you for joining us, and best of luck in your future endeavors. All right, thank you. Well, hey, everyone. Uh, my name is George Dennehy. Uh, I just wanted to wish you all a happy National Disability Employment Awareness Month. Uh, it's going to be a great month, and, and we're going to raise some light and raise some awareness. The national anthem for Vocational Rehabilitation's music video featuring George Dennehy is showing up in VR 100 celebrations all across the country. This has led to several VR agencies reaching out to George for virtual performances as well as inspiring keynote addresses. If you'd like to get involved with George or use the anthem in your local celebration, just check the show notes at vrworkforcestudio.com for more information. We can share a free HD copy of the anthem with you. And if you'd like to feature your local talent, you can get a free download of the soundtrack as well as the sheet music. CSAVR's national conference is going to be virtual this year, and we're delighted to welcome Steve Wooderson to the podcast to talk about the upcoming conference and National Disability Employment Awareness Month. Welcome to the podcast, Steve. How are you today? 
I'm good. I really am doing fairly well. This podcast is all your fault because I was thinking back about meeting you and when I've heard you speak. And the first time you had a real influence on me was in Richmond, Virginia. We had the national conference in Richmond. And you spoke, and your message that day was, folks, you have to tell your story. And I remember driving away from that that actual conference saying, well, I know how to do that. He's right. We should do something. And uh, from that humble beginning, uh, and I think the first time I heard the words Vision 2020, uh, this podcast has uh, grown over the past uh, five years now in what is episode 87. And that's what we're doing is telling the story of Oak Rehab. It's all oh your fault. Goodness. It's all your fault. Well, you know what? Uh, there's there's a lot of time that I'm blamed for things I shouldn't be blamed for, some that I should take credit for and I don't, but I'm going to own this one. Okay. <laughs> okay? Awesome. I'll own this one. So I, I appreciate I appreciate they, you saying that, and uh, boy, isn't that the truth, uh, telling our story. What uh, what greater responsibility do any of us have than that? So, exactly. I uh, appreciate that, Rick. Well, Steve, it's 2020. And you have, for the past several years, captivated the VR community with your vision for VR and Vision 2020. It's here. And with the backdrop of celebrations focused on VR 100, ADA, and now National Disability Employment Awareness, uh, Vision 2020 comes to life in the pages of Investing in America. That must feel amazing. Oh, my. Uh, What... (laughs) What an exciting uh, time it is to be able to see our whole history kind of uh, laid out in front of everybody. So, yeah, it is exciting. And there's an, you know, an element of pride, Rick, to be honest with you. Not a haughty pride, but uh, pride in being part of a profession that's delivered services for 100 years consistently, nobly, and in a way that, you know, we've, we've had to adjust, right? We've had to adjust to national world, world events for for century now. So, uh, you know, that's pretty cool. Yeah. That is pretty cool. We're a hardy profession, one that's had to lead change at times, you know, and I think, Rick, a good example of that is uh, we were uh, the ones leading the whole charge for engaging business as being identified as the dual customer or, you know, the business uh, equal partner, if you will. And, you know, the VR program in history led change or actually kind of joined in that change movement of the civil rights of the movement of the 60s, 70s. And we've uh, we've adjusted through the years. A good example is how we may not be, it may not be in our niche when it came to the pandemic, but we, we adjusted to it. And so just being proud of that is really a, an exciting, is an exciting thing to be able to share our history and let people know about the work of the VR program. Yeah. You know, it's been said that, Investing in America contains some of the most important messages in vocation in vocational rehabilitation this year. Why is that true? Well, you know, I don't want to fall into the trap of framing all that we're doing by the the COVID pandemic, as that wasn't obviously wasn't our mind when we began to develop this edition. But if you think about it, you know, Rick, isn't it a good thing that? We take a moment to really find ways to tell good stories when our world and nation is, you know, going through all this Tough stuff times. right now. <laughs> yeah, we we need to be intentional about reflecting on, you know, what's good and what's right. 
and the VR profession in concert with our colleagues and the and the community and our business partners. Well, we do good and right stuff. So, yeah, we have opportunities to improve processes and services. Always have to be in that mindset of continuous improvement. But particularly today, 2020, I think it's a great opportunity for us to stand tall on the strong history of our profession, celebrate who we are, and use this really as a catalyst to launch us into the next century of VR services. Yeah. Well, uh, having accomplished the milestones that you set out in Vision 2020, what does investing in America suggest about the future of VR, especially if you consider you know, all those lessons that we have learned uh, through COVID? Yeah. Well, you know, um, it, it, my immediate thought when you ask me that question is goes back to our, our Vision 2020 principles and the tagline that we have for Vision 2020. That Vision 2020 tagline is today, tomorrow, together. Right. Right. So today, 2020, you know, well, that's nearly over tomorrow. Well, that's right on the horizon. So whatever's out there, we're going to be tackling it together. And we do. um, We really don't know at this time, Rick, what uh, some of those yet to be known uh, long term health and disability impacts may be from COVID. And, you know, frankly, our nation is you know, uh, we're in that unsettled period of social unrest, racial bias, injustice on many fronts. But how will these emerging health and social issue play, issues play out? And how will, will, will VR respond? Well, speaking of the future, I truly believe that we've shown our resolve throughout the last century. And, and VR has proven to be um, resilient, uh, responsive. Uh, ready to adjust to whatever this next normal may be and find those new and innovative ways to deliver services in an ever-changing uh, marketplace. Well, wow, uh, powerful words. As you lead the national effort to promote vocational rehabilitation, why do you think that everyone in the VR community needs to be aware of investing in America? And how do you think it can be used uh, to benefit vocational rehabilitation? Well, I think it's. Um, I think there's a piece of it specifically for our professional community, and also for the broader community. You know, I I see that for those of us that work in this field, um, and I've said it already. It's an opportunity to reflect, uh, to, to to feel connected to the past, gain that spirit of, of renewal. But for the larger community, our schools and partners and businesses. You know, I hope uh, they. I hope they can see the actual printed version of Investing of America, Rick. Because when you fold it out, it's a full poster size uh, timeline it's of gorgeous. all the events for the last hundred years. It is absolutely incredible, and you could actually you could see that online as well. But I, I think seeing and having appreciation for the history gives them a sense of confidence in the work of the VR profession. You know, recognizing that um, although services have been delivered differently with different priorities and emphasis over the years, the mission and the purpose of VR has has been ever steady. Innovation, creativity, new and different is good. But when you couple that, Rick, 
with a rich history and evidence-based practice, I believe it offers hope that VR will continue to meet the needs of both customers, the individual career seeker and the business seeking qualified talent. Well, the VR community is certainly indebted to you and the team at CSA VR for leading that charge and producing this incredible document, which of course we'll have a link to in our show notes. But there's a virtual conference uh, on the horizon coming up next month. Uh, tell us what's on the horizon. Oh, yeah. Well, I, I'm, I am so thrilled about this, Rick. I got to tell you, I walked into this knowing that this was going to be our first ever virtual conference with a great deal of trepidation. I mean, I don't know a thing about how you deliver a comprehensive <laughs> conference to hundreds of people uh, online. Oh my gosh. But we partnered with some, some dynamic folks from yes, LMS. Uh, they have helped us put form a, uh, put together a platform that we are able to bring together then some dynamic speakers, some, some that are going to challenge our thinking. They're going to maybe cause us to chuckle and maybe cry, but hopefully walk away with a, a new perspective in so many ways. So uh, four keynote speakers, we have a day of celebration on Veterans Day. We'll be receiving uh, updates from our federal partners with an opportunity for uh, uh, Q&A. We'll be hearing from business partners. And then uh, we will have a couple of sessions, Rick, that will be uh, focused on uh, matters related to uh, implicit bias in the workplace and some of the uh, social injustice uh, dealing with uh, mental health concerns during a period of COVID. So uh, we've got a really dynamic conference that uh, I just am thrilled and excited and can't wait to be a part of. Well, it looks like a great plan is in place for the, the virtual conference uh, in November. Uh, National Disability Employment Awareness Month celebrates its 75th anniversary. Thoughts on this milestone? Yeah, 75 years. And once again, Rick, it, um, I, I don't know that they could have planned for a better theme, increasing access and opportunity. Um, you know, we've, uh, we've uh, historically, this is a time where we're all on the road and there are a number of different uh, activities and places to speak and gathering folks together in one place. And, and so obviously uh, during this, this particular time, in our history, there will be a, a great deal more virtual activities across the country. But the emphasis is the same, trying to get the message out about access and opportunity, trying to communicate with a broader community uh, the significance of National Disability Employment Awareness this month. Uh, Rick, we have uh, uh, partnered with uh, our colleagues in the Federal Office of Special Education and Rehabilitative Services in a Twitter campaign. So we're gathering uh, enough uh, resources that identify states increasing access and opportunity to where we hope that every day we will be sending out one Twitter message at a minimum that reflects the work that's being done across the country. So this is an opportunity for us to uh, champion disability employment practice and uh, looking forward to having the month to really celebrate the work of all partners, not just 
the public PR program as it takes the larger community of professionals, businesses, and networks uh, to make a difference. So it's a great theme. Looking forward to all the activities that we'll be seeing around the country during NDEAM this October. Yeah, lots of folks are excited about that, and I know they plan to join in the campaign. You have to be gratified by the the reach and the impact of the national employment team. Oh, my goodness. I am so uh, phenomenal uh, excited to see. Yeah, so good to see the work that's being done. And uh, kudos to uh, Kathy West Evans, our director of business relations, who has built, um, I think, uh, a, a, a premier network where we're able to uh, not only have experts in uh, representing each state vocational rehabilitation agency that has additional expertise in working with business, but also uh, as part of our communications uh, network as well, that they're able to uh, reach out to the community and to their colleagues across their own state agencies. Steve, we're featuring Kathy next month. Uh, here's a quick segment from that interview about how the net is bringing life to Vision 2020, even during these crazy times we've been facing. You know, the saying, with every challenge comes an opportunity. Platforms like the Talent Acquisition Portal, a lot of businesses are reaching out because it is the only fully accessible platform, taking some great ideas from our teams in the field, and we're doing reverse career fairs. We've got businesses joining us for uh, conversations about the future of business. And it's just great to see that. Um, I had just a, a great opportunity to be a part of some windmills training this week, which has been sponsored by CSAVR and the NET. So there's a great number of, of activities that are going on related to the NET that uh, I think is, speaks well, speaks well to our uh, response uh, and uh, meeting the needs of business and our state agencies across the country. Steve Wooderson is the CEO of the Council of State Administrators of Vocational Rehabilitation. Thanks for joining us on today's show, Steve, and congratulations on Vision 2020. Best of luck in the upcoming virtual conference. Thanks, Rick, and thanks for the word that you do as well. We're, we're proud to be working with you and uh, enjoy hearing your messages. Thank you, Steve. As we continue our National Disability Employment Awareness Month celebrations, it's time for our Clearinghouse Update with Sherry Takamoto. Welcome to the podcast, Sherry. Hey, Rick. And every month is Disability Employment Awareness Month at the VR Workforce Studio. It is indeed. Uh, you know, as we were listening to Ben's story, it was so exciting to see how he's gone down that career pathway. And we've worked with some great partners uh, to bring about some pretty amazing opportunities for people with disabilities. Of course, the Virginia Manufacturers Association, uh, the Valley to Virginia grant that opened up so many apprenticeship opportunities. It's been very exciting to see these kind of things emerge in the last few years uh, in voc rehab. Yes, it's a whole new world. And RSA funded these career pathways for individuals with disabilities projects for Virginia, Georgia, Kentucky and Nebraska. Great work going on in those states, I'll tell you. Yes, and so this month we have a whole resource list from those projects that we will share, along with a link to a virtual series of webinars and resources from these projects as well as other RSA-funded technical assistance and innovation projects. I mean, this whole initiative was really to try to figure out how to 
work in the career pathway setting and to reach out to some of these uh, employment sectors like manufacturing and some others as well. So it it uh, really is great to have those lessons learned catalog there in the clearinghouse for others to download and consider as they move forward in vocational rehabilitation. Yes, and stay tuned for later this month because we're going to also upload a new webinar that the four states are developing, breaking about the wonderful outcomes from their projects. Well, thank you so much, Sherry. Always a pleasure to have you on our podcast. Okay, let's talk next month. Will do. Here's Lynn Harris, Director of the Wilson Workforce and Rehabilitation Center Foundation. Foundation is so pleased to bring you these exciting stories of how vocational rehabilitation is changing people's lives by helping them gain the skills and credentials they need to be successful in business and industry. We thank all of our partners in podcasting who made this episode possible. Able Now, Aladdin Foods, the Council of State Administrators of Vocational Rehabilitation, CVS Health, First Bank and Trust, and the Hershey Company. You can find out more by visiting us at wwrcf.org or find our contact information in the show notes at vrworkforcestudio.com. You can always find another exciting episode as we podcast the sparks that ignite vocational rehabilitation here at the VR Workforce Studio. Until next time, I'm Rick Sizemore. The VR Workforce Studio podcast is owned and operated by the Wilson Workforce and Rehabilitation Center Foundation. The foundation publishes and distributes the VR Workforce Studio and manages all sponsor arrangements. Audio content for the podcast is provided to the Wilson Workforce and Rehabilitation Center Foundation by the Virginia Department for Aging and Rehabilitative Services in exchange for promotional considerations.